0: Welcome back.
1: You're not going to say anything? Oh, no. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Come here with another episode. Honestly, I feel like this is the last time I'm going to talk about this shit. Just because it's honestly making me depressed, man. You already know how I stay. So I've been talking about this shit for years. Eons. It's, I'm not new to it. I'm not just talking about it because it's in the media. I've been talking no, about but it.
2: Is, it is exhausting
1: now and white oppression and ignorant white people. And to be honest, my honesty, I feel like it's never going to change. Um, I think and I've been saying this for a while. And I think Bob Johnson, the owner and operator or used to be the owner of BET the first black billionaire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um he had an interview on The Breakfast Club. And I feel like he put this in the best possible way. And this is what I've been telling you for the longest time. I think a lot of times we as black people we're so focused on changing the I we're so focused on changing our view in terms of how white people view us. We're yeah. so focused on correcting white people's racism and we think that we can make them non-racist and we think that we can alter their view. Like we're so concerned about white people seeing us in a different light, right? And and I mm-hmm. understand that. I understand that because most or, most organizations and companies in the West are owned and operated by people, if not all, right? So I, I completely understand that. It affects your hiring practices. It affects you being able to get into certain schools. It affects all of these things. And Bill Cosby mm-hmm. did a job at changing that. Obama did a perfect job at changing that. And Trump is the reflection of white media and white people being like, no, we're bringing it white right back, right? So we all know this, right? It's the same exact concept of white people will have a whole view of black people. And then when they meet an articulate black person in university or college or high school or right next door to their fucking house, instead of realizing that this articulate person basically debunks all of their racial stereotypes similar to Obama, they're just like, no, he's white or he's an Oreo and they continue to have their same viewpoint, right?
2: And- Looks I, like that I,
0: video you sent me, the one uh, awkward conversations of the black man with the Matthew McConaughey. That's what he said similarly about him growing up. Sorry, keep going, I just, that just
2: reminded me of that.
1: Oh, no, exactly. And and I think I think we need to stop doing that, man. I think black people are not one monolith. Because we're not one monolith, there's always gonna be different kinds of black people. There's different economic levels of black people. There's Mm -hmm. different cultures of Black people. There's different variations of Black people, right? You have lighter-skinned, dark-skinned. Most white people will favor lighter-skinned Black people because sometimes they believe they're closer to white or some ignorant shit, right? You have Caribbean Africans. You have African-Americans. You have Black Canadians. You have Black people in a lower economic level to an extreme higher economic level to the general middle class. And I think no matter what it is, it is what it is, right? As Jay-Z said, Rich nigga, poor nigga still nigga, right? Feel nigga house nigga still nigga, right? So I think there's no way for you to give white people a projection of black people, and nor should you, to be honest with you. I think that we need to stop. We need to stop trying to make white people see us in a different light. I think fuck that, to be honest with you. And I've been saying this for a while. I honestly I think that's hard though. No, just to stop. Don't stop giving No, a- no,
0: no, what I mean. No, I know people, I understand what you're trying to say, but I also think that it can be sometimes hard because it's almost just like you want to keep explaining so that you can like educate them and teach them something. I understand now yeah. why people are tired because I'm tired of doing it too. I just think for some though, that's going to be hard for them to do because they feel as if that they have to.
1: No, it's not. We, we have to stop. You
0: honestly think so? Caring. Like you don't think that some are going to have
3: a hard time?
1: This is my point. We have to stop caring so much about what white people think. I we agree with stop- you white people so much. We have to stop trying to show white people that we are worthy of something.
0: Oh, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying I think that there's going to be those
1: Oh, there's always, will I still do it. Always going to be those black people who want to shook and jive and cool. Let them. Let them. And I always say forget them and move forward, right? I said this in an old episode. Forget those black people. Forget the Candace the ones and the Terry Cruisers. and just, move forward. but we need to stop, right? And my main point is and I've been saying this to you for years, right? I think that uh, the Asians have done the best example of this. The Asians migrate to the West, they experience extreme racism, not to the point of us, but they still experience racism.
2: Yeah,
1: And I think they do a good job of building an economic base for themselves. They do a good job of building middle-class economic communities for themselves, where they only have to buy from each other, shop with each other, and deal with each other. Not to say that's racist and they don't interact with the general America or the general Canada, of course they do, but they do a good job of building these great economic communities despite the racism by just valuing things like education and other things. Mind you, I'm I'm not saying Black people haven't tried to do that, they definitely have. Tulsa, Oklahoma the list goes on and on and on, and they were always trashed and burned down, right? I'm not saying they haven't, right? So this is, a, this is a conversation that's been having for years. What I am saying is we need, like I always say, we need to unlearn the own mental slavery that we have. We need to just build our own economic communities because once you build an economic base for a section of people, then the rules change. The, cop, the cops can no longer harass you and fuck with you the way that they do, because you now have an economic base. They know that when they come into your neighborhood, it's no longer the hood or the ghetto. They're coming into a middle-class neighborhood. They know that your parents are professionals. Your parents might be lawyers and doctors that work for a black walk-in clinic that's in the neighborhood. There might be lawyers and doctors that work for a black law firm in the community, right? It doesn't have to be white people anymore, right? You build your own economic base, right? But they know when they come into that neighborhood, you have the money to fight this. So now, they can no longer touch you, right? There's that famous example where the Irish people always say, we used to get beaten up by the police all the time. And they're like, what did you do? We became the police, right?
2: Yeah.
1: It's that that example, right? Like once you build that economic community, that economic base, the rules change. They can no longer fuck with you. They can no longer do any of these things. Once you build schools in these neighborhoods that are fostering these children to go off to university, HBCUs, you don't have to deal with people anymore. Then when you graduate your HBCU, when you graduate university college experience, you're able to get jobs at companies that are owned and operated by black people. So you don't have to deal with the racist hiring practices. To be honest, you just don't gotta deal with it no more because you've built your own economic base, your own community, your own entity, where you don't have to step outside of that to shop, to eat, to school, to work, to nothing. And there's a lot of communities, like a lot of Jewish people have built this. A lot of Asian people have built this and you don't have to deal with it no more. But I think as long as we have to lean on white people for whatever it may be, whether it's education to get into a certain school, Mm -hmm. whether it's it's leaning on the white person at the bank who's able to give you that mortgage loan, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you will always face discrimination because that individual white person, as long as they're racist and they have the power, you're fucked, right? So I just think the only way to stop this to be honest, is to do that, is that that's all it is. It, it's gonna take a while. It's not gonna be something overnight. It's gonna take probably two to three generations, right? You have white people in Canada that came here in World War I and II, who only now their, their kids are able to go on these European trips. Only now their, their kids are able to go to university and college. It's gonna take a while. It's gonna take two to three generations. One or two generations is gonna have to sacrifice for the other for the other for the next generation You're working towards it
0: is more important
1: exactly it, it doesn't make sense because we're going to have these conversations white people are going to give us a bone we're going to go back to being happy and then they're going to continue the same shit because you don't have it. if you don't have any money you don't yeah. have any power and i think what that and what bob johnson said i was like i've been saying this for years and i agree with him and i think one of the main things he said is that like yo Because I remember Charlemagne was was asking him like, oh, but what about the individual white people's racism? He's like, you don't got to worry about it at that point. Because you got money.
2: Yeah.
1: If somebody wants to holler nigger from their car, you got money. Listen, you are never, ever going to be able to change the mindset of a whole group of people. There's been people who have tried. Bill Cosby did a good job. Obama did a good job. There's lots of Black excellence that we can show that have showcased a good job of that. But you are never going to change the mindset because ignorance is taught. The same way how we said how mental slavery in our community is taught, ignorance is taught in their community, right? If your parents are racist, they're gonna teach it to you. Even if your parents don't think they're racist and they have mild things that they say about- and they black all
0: still have, have internal biases that are then that passed on to children. That's just what happens.
1: It's like the same video we saw with Hassan, right? Where Hassan was basically saying, what I've been saying for years growing up here in Brampton is that Asians will experience racism And they'll hate it they'll talk about how they experience racism from white people and how they hate it Mm -hmm. But but then the moment that they get the chance the moment that they get to a certain level where they're accepted then they just put that same racism that they experience back onto white people back onto black people i'm sorry so asians will repeat that again so asians will experience racism and then the moment that they get to that level where they have garnered some sort of economic base and acceptance Even though they experience racism from white people and they know exactly how it felt and they bitch about and complain about it all the time, they will then attribute that same racism back to black people once they're able to rise above that class structure or that race structure, right? So So it's just like everyone's going to shit on you because you're not economically a power threat. That's exactly what it is. This is why when Asians come here in the country, the moment they get their economic base, they then shit on who's on who's on the bottom of the economic base. Us. Right? It's money that talks, right? Get your money, build that economic base. You no longer have to worry about shit. You you really don't. Like you can't stop people's individual racism. You're never gonna stop grandparents from teaching their grandkids about racism and them growing up and Wanting to be white supremacists or neo Nazis or skinheads yeah. or whatever, you're never gonna stop that. But when you got money, that shit matter less to you. So you can't fix people's mindset. But when you got money, you can protect your own. That's, that's true. It. I agree with that's that. that. That's I agree with that. Literally, it right. And I, I, I loved it when he said that. But that's literally it. But no, nah, that's to be honest. Like as I said in the beginning, like we've been talking about this forever, and it's just like following after this podcast. I'm trying to ease it out, bro. Like my, my mentality can't even take this anymore. Like it's it's
0: important for you to recognize that something is affecting you, especially this, because it takes a toll on your mental health. It takes a toll on the way that you think. Sometimes you can't sleep well. You're like, you're waking up and you're like exhausted and you haven't even done anything yet just because it's taking a toll on you.
1: Just trying to just explain it to people again and again. It's exhausting. Come exhausting. And it's just like, why am I doing this? Like, most of this is just performance allyship, as you said before, right? And it's going to go right back, so fuck it. It already
0: has. It's like, (laughs) Like, it's interesting, because right now, everyone is, so everyone who is Black is still talking about the fact that Breonna Taylor, her name stopped trending, and it's been over 100 days since she was wrongfully killed in her home sleeping. And it's interesting to see, because it's the same thing. I said this in the episode that we filmed when this started. I said this in the episode after that just because it is no longer a headline doesn't mean it should stop just because it's no longer trending doesn't mean it should stop because it doesn't stop for us and it's like it's amazing to see like when i see my facebook right now and the fact that right now i have not seen anybody who was apparently an ally sharing anything and that's how i'm like you guys are all performative you shared it for the week or two weeks that it was popping on social media and then you got tired of it because you're like, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. Imagine how we feel having to deal with it every day. That is my thing. And it, 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 it makes me upset Absolutely. because it's like they get to look at, they get to look at black people and say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm too tired. I'm too stressed. They get to walk away from it. while well, we still have to stand here, sit here, live through it every day from seeing it in the news to doing microaggressions at work. And then they think that we're and 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 they have and then they think that we're just supposed to like relax, calm down, let it go. That is what makes me mad, because oh. it's, it's hard for us to let it go. And I, when you say that it's taking a toll on you, it takes a toll on me too. But then I feel as if that if I don't say anything, it'll continue to die down because we need to push it. And it's like it's like finding a balance of how much effort I put in versus how much I take a step back so that it doesn't send me mad. I'm
1: not saying I'm not going to stop posting about it. I'm not saying I'm not going to be... I'm not saying that. I'm saying how
0: much time you take to put to that to also take
1: for yourself. I'm trying to bring up other issues, what I'm saying.
0: No, 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 I agree with you. I'm just saying that in general.
1: Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's falling on deaf ears, right? It's just, it's the same, it's the same, like the same conversation we've been having in the Black community about how to uplift our community for years and nobody has any solutions. Everyone just talks about the things that are wrong. It's the same mm-hmm. conversation that we've been having about racism and white people just have no solutions. They just want to give us bone every time. Oh, well, yeah. we'll think about it. Maybe put it into policy. And it's just like, it's the same shit, bro. So it's just like, how long do you get to get to that point where you're just like, what what is the point of this? You see what I'm trying I to think say? My, like, I'm wasting my time.
0: I think my favorite statement is when I hear, if I hear anyone, particularly white people say, well, racism, racism was so long ago. No, it wasn't.
1: I don't even entertain that shit. I don't. No, no.
0: In my mind, when I hear that, I'm just like, what are you talking about?
1: I'm not even entertaining that
2: shit.
0: That that also makes me upset. Just because I don't entertain it, but to hear it irritates me, especially when you see people posting about it, making it seem as if that it's not a big deal. And you're like, no, no. Still a big deal. Still a problem. I, still I matters. Can't,
1: I can't entertain white ignorance anymore i just I, I don't
0: entertain it it's just that i get i get i get <laughs> and like it, it irritates me like i like you know what i mean it just irritates me where i'm just like really
1: but this okay okay but this goes back to exactly what you said in the very beginning of this part no
0: but it still irritates you me
1: need to stop caring about white people's individual racism
0: it's not about caring about it. It's the fact no, that they're no, posting no, it and no, trying no. to justify it.
1: Yes, but it goes back to the same point I said in the beginning. And I think this is, this is, this is our fault. We, we have this belief. Maybe it was the MLK speech about little black boys chilling with little black girls. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know what it is. But we yeah. have this belief that one day white people are just going to stop being racist.
0: No, and I don't one believe
2: day.
1: that. I'm not saying you. That one okay. day white people are just going to get it. We have this belief. We had this belief after the Civil Rights. We have this belief after the Civil War. We had this belief (laughs) after the Civil Rights Movement. We had this belief after the Rodney King beating when we kept talking about police brutality and they didn't believe us and it was filmed. We had this belief 10 years ago when we started filming deaths once every month and white people still didn't care. White Mm -hmm. people will always come up with excuses. They will always find a way to victimize us for our death They will always come up with excuses. They will always come up with reasons. They will always come up with all of these things. When it comes to white people's individual racism, Mm-hmm. such as them rolling down the street saying niggas this there's this, this. Mm-hmm. such as them saying i don't see racism such as them saying i don't see color such as them saying racism was so long ago such as them saying racism doesn't exist in canada such as them saying racism doesn't exist oh, yeah. outside of the south when it comes to all of these all this shit you can't change it you just can't listen we live in two different worlds in their world they don't even see it
0: that's true they
1: just don't see it and i've realized this now so it's like, you did exactly what I just said, right? It's like all of these microaggressions that they do all of the time, all of these ignorant things that they say, all these ignorant things that they post, they turn a protest that's supposed to be about police brutality and civil rights into the army, right? They'll always yeah. find an excuse. They'll always find an excuse. It's
0: just me and my frustration that's getting the best of me
1: And all. I this my frustration. And this, this, is where, this is where it started hitting me, too, right? And I'm realizing that, like, these people are never going to get it. What's, mm-hmm. what's the point of me even having this conversation? I need to leave it alone. And this is why I said, we need to stop worrying about white people understanding white fragility. We need to stop worrying about white people understanding systematic racism. We need to stop worrying about white people. Under, like, white people have shown us over time that they don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs>
1: and I had this conversation with you like a year ago they've shown us over time they don't give a fuck we were we were complaining about police brutality in the 1960s you see women holding up signs stop police brutality they ignored it we then created the black panthers to protect black neighborhoods from police brutality they murdered them we then had rodney yeah. king filmed with a video camera before there even was cell phones he still got off we then had killings by police literally every single week since 2010, they still come up with excuses. They are showing you they don't care. So why are you still asking them to see it? They've showed you over generations and generations and every excuse they've had, it's the same way how science debunks everything in religion, right? Yeah. So people, But every excuse they've had, we, we debunked it. In the 60s and 70s, oh, I don't see it. Okay, well, then we're going to use the Black Panther to protect our neighborhoods, murder them. In the 80s and 90s, when NWA was talking about it, I don't see it. Then you had Rodney King's death.
2: Yeah. After
1: Rodney King's death, that was a one-time incident. Now it's filmed every single fucking week. And still. So what are, what, what are we doing? What is the point? Uh, that's you, have point. You, have, you
0: have a point. You have a point. And I agree
1: with that. I'm saying the only way to do this, we need to stop caring about what they have to say and what they think. Build an economic base. It's going to take generations. It's not something that's going to be done. And when I say generations got to sacrifice,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you and yours of this generation have to sacrifice. Make as much money as you can. Save that money. You might not be able to buy everything you want and go on fun vacations or do all the bullshit you want. Invest that money into your children's education. Invest yeah, but then
0: you create generational wealth, and that's, that's better.
1: That's what I'm saying. Invest that money into another fund so your kid has money to buy property. Mm-hmm. Take out, take out um, life insurance. So when you die, you leave your children.
2: No, million yeah. Dollars.
1: Even, if, even if you have to pay $25 a month for the rest of your life, take out life insurance, leave your children. It's worth money. it. So this way, you die, your children are left money, your children's education is paid for and you're trying to have some money to put a down payment on a house. You've already made that generation better, better, better than you have. And you keep doing that and you keep doing it. It's gonna take a while, it's gonna take a few generations, but eventually it's gonna come to a point where black people in the Western world have all, all but, all but some, at least 70% or more have risen into the middle class. And the poverty level is literally just from new immigrants coming to Canada or America trying to get their footing. And eventually, when we get to that point and that perspective, then you'll notice police can't fuck with you because you now got mm-hmm. money. You don't have to worry about their educational systems because you have one in your own neighborhood, and because of your taxpayer dollars, that school is good. We already don't have to worry about their universities because we have HBCUs. But then, when you go to apply for the job at a white firm or white organization, mm-hmm. they'll value the HBCU. But if you take the children that went to school and graduated, and they build their own companies, now you're taking that HBCU degree, and you're going to work for a black person who's going to value that. Exactly, I do that. That's the only way. All these conversations about trying to change white right people's mentality—it's like, not worth it. Let it go, let it go, bro. They so... have told you many times. They don't give a fuck about you. They have used oh. you all the time. It's like it's like when you're sorry. It's like when you're in the relationship, okay. and, and the guy keeps beating y'all. And you keep sitting there saying it's gonna change, it's gonna change. And he comes back and he cries and tells you he's sorry, and he's gonna and then he goes back and do it again. And it's just a reoccurring cycle. It's like our relationship with white people is an abusive relationship. It's literally an abusive relationship.
0: So talking about police and brutality. DeFonte Millet. Again. So at this point, I think it was like what, two days ago? Is it two days ago? You should tell
1: them them who Defonte Miller is so they they know.
0: Starting from the top? Okay, so for anyone who is not Canadian, who does not know who, and actually from Toronto, who doesn't know who Defonte, sorry, I can't even speak now. Defonte Miller is, it's at the time, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but he was 19 at the time. He was beaten brutally by two police officers who were off duty, who happened to be brothers. Well, not only with their fists, but also a metal pipe that led to him losing one of his eyes. And they thought that he was, I can't remember if they thought that he was stealing cars or doing something in the neighborhood, but remember, they were off duty. They attacked an innocent guy, just like in the neighborhood walking. He was 19 at the time, and they beat him so badly with their fists and a metal pole but he lost his eye. So like a day or two ago, the Ontario, the Ontario Superior Court decided that they only found Constable Michael Thoreau guilty of assaulting Miller. And then Thoreau's younger brother, who also participated, called it horrific and whatever else, he was found not guilty for attempting to obstruct justice. So they were, neither of them were found guilty for aggravated assault even though that's exactly what it is. So it says that Michael Thoreau was guilty of assaulting Miller. And then it says Michael Thoreau was also found, was found not guilty for attempting to obstruct justice and aggravated assault while his brother Christian Thoreau was acquitted on charges of assault and attempting to obstruct justice.
2: The older brother was only found guilty for assaulting him. Now assault and aggravated assault are two different things.
0: These two brothers beat him to the point where he lost one of his eyes and the younger brother got off scot-free. And the older brother got charged with only one of the lesser charges because aggravated assault is a higher charge. He was 19 at the time and now I believe, I believe this was like a few years ago. Like he's not nineteen; he's like in his twenties now. But just I, I the interview that happened live after the judgment came down was really interesting because Defonte just seemed like I'm not saying that he seemed like disinterested by any means. I'm not. I'm not saying that's what it was. But he did say at one point someone asked him, <laughs> his,
2: yeah." Um,
0: someone uh, one of the reporters asked him, kind of. You know, how is your how is your feelings towards police officers? And he said to him, he's like, I don't have any feelings. He's like, I don't hate he's like, I, I don't have any feelings towards them. Like he's like, I don't hate them. To police officers in general. But he's like, I just he like doesn't care. Like what what did they expect him to say at that point? Or well, was he gonna say that he hates all police officers? Was he gonna wish something terrible on them that they then turn around and use against him later because he said it? I don't know. I think that this is a huge miscar- miscarriage of justice. I believe that both brothers should have been found guilty for not only assault but also aggravated assault. I think that they should no longer be po- Toronto police officers, and they should go to jail. They beat up an innocent kid based off of absolutely nothing, no evidence, and they were also off duty. They were not. They, 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 I don't. I don't understand why this happened because we all know that if this you was get like
2: why a, huh? You get Sorry. Why say that it again. Happened.
0: No, I know, but what I'm saying is, is that I just, like, my, my sister said something interesting to me, and she literally said, this is just a way to appease, to say that one of them is guilty, to get everyone else to back off, as just like, oh, if you give them something, maybe they'll stop, and Not then while fair. she, exactly, and while she said it, she also followed up with, you and I know that if this was a black officer who beat up a white kid, that cop's life would be done, it'd be over, it'd be, it'd be finished. He would go to jail for the rest of his life, even though he is a cop. It wouldn't protect him anymore because he would have been black. If this had been a white youth who had gotten beaten up by white cops, you would have seen the uproar it would have been in the society. Oh my God, I can't believe they did this. Oh my God, I can't believe this poor child, this poor his life is different. His life is gonna be ruined. His life is different.
1: Exactly what I said in the other episode, right? And this comes from social conditioning. We in the media and across the world,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: built up this imagery of Black people, going back to slavery all the way into today, that these people are not worth a damn. These people are all deviant. These people are all ignorant in nature. These people are not worth a damn. And this is why when you live in a community and you see a Black person coming, you instantly have a fear. This is why for the average white woman, when they are in dealings with Black people and they feel the dealings aren't going away, they always say, I'm gonna call the police on you because they know that if they call the police, you will yeah. be accosted, you could die, but at the end of the day, you will be put in your place.
2: Yeah.
1: The police will put you nigga in your place. So I will call the police to have them put you in your place because I told you what to do and I was taught that I'm above you and you're not listening to me. for what I want you to do So I will call the police to put you nigga in your place. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And sometimes putting you in your place can involve harassing you. Sometimes it can involve arresting you. Sometimes mm. it can involve jailing you. And sometimes it can involve killing you, but it's putting you in your place. White women have been doing that since the dawn of the century. It's something that they are taught. It's something that they know will always work when they got to put a black person in their place. And it's mm. something that's now being recorded and they're now being called Cairns for it. And it's still happening to this day, right? And like I said, we, this imagery And this notion about black people has been around forever, right? Hassan said, Asians will come to this country and they will, they love black excellence, but they will absorb that same notion. And as soon as their kids bring home a black person, no, I'm calling the police. As soon as they see a black person, no, I'm calling the police. So there's this premeditated mentality that's already there. You walk into a rich neighborhood, I'm calling the police you 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 walk you walk anywhere as long as you don't do what white people want you to do at the time they want you to do it
2: mm-hmm. they will
1: call the police to put you in your place because they know they know subconsciously that that's the way the system works in their favor you listen to me you do what i want you to do or i will call the police it's no different than back in slavery if you had to yeah. move or no say back in jim crow when you had to move to the other side of the road for a little white boy, even though you were a grown man. Yeah. It's no different. It's the same notion of, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I will put you in your place. So this is the same thing. There's a black kid. He's outside in a parking lot. He must be up to no good. If it was a white kid, maybe he's looking for his car. If it was a white kid, maybe he's just walking through the parking lot. If it was a white kid and we see him in a parking lot, why are we even thinking about that? The The, the notion of a white kid in the parking lot doesn't even spark any interest for us to even manifest any ideas. It's like, okay. oh, there's a white kid in the parking lot, let's keep going. But a black kid in the parking lot, he must be doing something because all these people are deviant. Every single one of them is deviant, right? So because they're deviant, he's doing something. Let's go accost him, beat him up, we're off duty, we'll probably get away with it, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's the same thing when it comes to jobs, right? Yeah. We both have degrees. We've both been working in our industries for years. And still, when I apply to a job, it's not even the fact that I have to prove that I can do the job based off my past experience. It's more of the fact when I get into the interview, I have to prove to the interviewee that I am just intelligent enough.
2: That you're so competent.
1: It's, 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 yes. I literally have to go into the interview and prove that I am competent. And then I have to prove that I can do the job. Yep. Because you already see my skin color, and you think, "Oh, he must be stupid." There's no way.
2: Yeah.
1: I have to prove my competence before I can even prove the fact that I can do the job. This this goes with everything. This goes with every facet of society, right? Like I said, there's this underlining imagery of black people, and that transcends everything. It and does. that's the issue, and that is what gets all these black people killed. Whenever they, whenever they speak up against a white person doing something wrong to them, or whenever, whenever they, whenever they call a white person out, or whenever they say anything, and yeah. it goes, it, gets, it, it happens. This is what this revolves in. It revolves in Dante Miller losing an eye and getting harassed by police and getting beat up. It resolves in Amy Miller from Canada in the states. Amy Cooper. Them, Amy Cooper, sorry, from Canada and the States, telling a white person that I'll call the police and say an African-American man is harassing because she knows, listen. She knows the
0: power in her words of calling the police and her being white and the man being black.
1: That's the way it is. Black man tells her, can you put a leash on your dog?
2: Yeah.
1: What? You have the audacity to tell me to put a leash on my dog? Are you dumb? Okay. Talk to me again. Yeah. I will have you put in your place. That it also happens in
0: the workplace
1: literally a jim crow mentality yeah this and is it happen- long boy P- say anything and i will mm-hmm. put you in your place boy
0: but It's the same that happens in the workplace when you are black and you know what your rights are what people how people can treat you how they can speak to you when you are black in the workplace you have to be hyper aware of how you react to everything you're most likely paid a fraction of what your white counterpart is paid, even though you probably have more experience than them or even have a degree and they don't. It's it's one of those things where you can actually look at some people and say, I went to school, I have the work experience, I've done everything that apparently is supposed to be required of me from society, I'm however how old, 27 years old, you are 25, this white person is 25 years old, they come in, And they're getting paid $5,000 more than you, even though you have the education, you have the work experience, but because you are Black, you are paid less. And the moment that you, even if it's not even about money, if you have, if you witnessed in a workplace, which is every Black person has experienced this at this point, you go to work and something happens and you bring it to your supervisor's attention, who most likely will be white. And all of a sudden it's, oh, don't worry about that. Or the next term that they say, if you won't let it go, there's no reason for you to be so aggressive. And you're like, I'm not being aggressive. I'm trying to tell you that this is happening. I am showing you that I have this that says this is happening and it shouldn't be. I need to bring this to your attention. You get brushed aside. You get told you're too aggressive. And you're pretty much told to shut up and sit down. But then you have your white counterpart come forward who, if they're a woman, they cry and they get consoled. Oh, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. If a black girl sheds tears at work, it's seen as being manipulative. It's seen as being a lie. It's seen as being fake.
2: Again, if a black man stands up for himself,
0: he is seen as this domineering figure. That's all. That's all of a sudden terrifying. When all he is doing is telling you something, he's not yelling at you. He's not trying to hurt you. He literally is saying, "Hey, this is what's happening." But because he's a black man, oh my God, why are you doing this? That's the famous line. Why are you doing this to me? Why is this happening? And you look at them and you're like, what are you talking
1: about? It's like the white woman in the gas station who was telling the Latino woman to go back to her Yes and then decided to push her as if she thought that she could do all of this with no consequences. And then yep. decided to put her hands on the woman. And when the woman leaned back and slapped her across the face, oh my God, what are you doing? You're attacking me. Somebody called yep. the police. And she's like, <laughs> but this is what's been taught. This is Yay. what's going on forever, right? It's put you in your place. What are you doing, right? I, I've seen this many times at every workplace I ever worked at. It's just like, yo, you'll be in the job for four or five years, doing a great job, exceeding expectations mm-hmm. helping other people. You won't get no raise because they look at you and like, oh, you're black. I, I don't think you want to buy a house. I don't think you want to have a family. You guys don't do that.
0: You obviously don't uh, need anything because you're just going to live whatever. Live.
1: You're, you're basically seen as a lifer. You're good. Yeah. We'll keep you in this position. You'll do a good job. Yeah. But this white guy that just came in two years that you trained, who does half-ass the job you do, we'll, we'll raise him up. And this yeah. continues, right? So, and like I said, it goes back to this, there's this imagery that demonizes all Black people, that we're all, we all of these things. And people can't see past that. And that imagery has been a part of Western society since slavery. And that's why I said, fuck them. Build your own economic base, do your own thing. Going back to Dante Miller, I wasn't shocked. I'm I'm Dante. sad to say I wasn't shocked. And for everybody who loves to say there's no racism in Canada, again, I'm not even entertaining those people anymore. I don't entertain ignorance anymore. But if you need some proof, here you go. And I'm sure they'll come up with some excuse. Oh, well, of the- course. The cop said that he he punched back, yeah, as he was getting punched in the face. i was supposed to punch back. Like, there's always some. Literally,
0: Defonte Miller was just walking while black and got attacked for that.
1: There's always some excuse. It reminds me of the girl on my Facebook. You know who I'm talking about? I won't, won't name her. And she always oh, calls- yeah. some excuse, some excuse to be like, oh well, maybe this, well maybe this, maybe he didn't need his eye, maybe oh, maybe one eye is all he needed. And I'm not even trying to crack jokes here, right? Um, but, it's,
0: but the funny thing is that the person you're talking about would do that. And I would laugh because I'd be like, you're mad.
1: I know she would, right? And th- this is exactly what I talk about. It's just like, fuck him. In terms of Dante Miller, my heart goes out to his family. I hope his family, I don't, I don't even want to say gets justice because I know they won't. I know they the, most they can,
0: the most that they can—the most that they can do—is try and like go after them again, like in a form of like an appeal to that verdict. But like in reality, this kid's life has changed forever. Like his—he's going to need a lot of medical care. Like he—they—they they had a GoFundMe that exceeded the goal, which is awesome to help pay for it. But like his—his—his his, his life is forever changed. Like I can never imagine the type of terror that must have felt like to know that your son was just outside walking. And was brutalized by two men who made an assumption. I don't even care that they're cops. To me, they're just men. And then using almost like the, now they then, you know, once they did what they did, being like we're cops, so it's gonna be fine.
1: Yeah, I can't do it no more. I, I work with this guy, Rich, and he always has the best responses for this shit, bro. And <laughs> I love it. I'm just gonna copy his responses. It's this Brazilian guy I work with. And whenever something ignorant happens, this guy's just like yeah, I'm gonna go home. And the man gets up. <laughs> I
2: remember you told
1: me that. He your bundle on his back and actually goes home. Like I remember, one day we we're on a circle, and there was this one girl at work who was talking about how she wants a gun man, she wants a tog man. And mind you, this girl is dirty. Good. This girl has two degrees. This Pretty girl, good. this girl makes a hundred k a year. Talking about she wants a gun man and a tog man. And this man came. We were all trying to tell her how stupid she was. Rich just came down. All he heard was, "I want a gun man." Curved and went right back upstairs. That's what I gotta do. I I can entertain shit no more. I can't entertain this shit no more. I gotta take a page out of the man's book. I can't entertain it no more. Honestly, I'm I'm getting to that point. I just I don't know. You don't care. And it's not worth the energy. I really it's not worth it. Like whole idea of us always having to educate white people. We have done this for how many years? And there's no change. These like roots. We've done this through hip hop. That was the whole idea of hip hop. So to speak for the Black underclass, but it also educates people. And mind you, mind you, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Obama has changed the mindset of some white people. The Cosby Show in a Different World has changed the mindset of some white people. Um, A bunch of TV shows and movies have changed the mindset of some white people. A bunch of athletes that they love have changed the mindset of some white people. Jane, what's that white woman? Jane, um... Oh, I can't remember her last name
0: right now, but her first name is Jane. She's like the most famous white lady.
1: Jane, Jane has changed the mindset of some white people, right? A lot of these people have come along. Roots has changed the mindset of some white people. So I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's just like, it's changed the mindset of the ones who are already on the fence. It changed the mindset of the ones who weren't that ignorant, but the ignorant, ignorant motherfuckers, Mm. you're not changing that.
2: No, that's just who they
1: are. And I used to always say they're going to die off, which they will. But at the same time, when they die off, they'll just teach it to their kids and it will continue on. You know, I don't even understand what white people are fighting for. I really don't get it. Y'all have been fighting over a losing army, the Confederacy, for the past 100-something years. And I don't get why. Like, what are y'all fighting for? What are y'all really fighting for?
0: Remember that video that you showed me now that you just said that point about the fact that you thought they were going to die off that they chased them? Remember, Remember that thing that you posted? And it was a white woman in the back of a truck and she has a Confederate flag and she says she's going to teach her grandchildren to hate you, like to hate black people. That, that's a solid point right there, because that, that goes to show you that even though they technically, yes, they will die eventually, but they're going to make sure that they, that they teach and breed that hate into the younger generation. You
1: know, I'm, I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being tired, bro. And one thing I'm no longer doing is I'm no longer educating white people. I'm no longer having conversations about this with white people. I don't care if they're racist or if they're not. I'm just gonna focus on getting money and having that economic base so I could G-check people when I wanna Mm -hmm. G-check. But other than that, I'm never gonna change the mindset of anybody who lives in Barrie or Sudbury or, Louisiana, well, it's, Alabama. It's like what
0: I said before in the last post where I said the only way that these individuals will ever make a change or a difference, they have to take it upon themselves because Black people are done educating you. I always say that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and this is exactly where it is right now. Like if you want to do this on your own, you can go read a book. You can go look up stuff yourself. You can go do all these things and learn all by yourself if some, you want to.
2: I'm If you people, don't, fine. It's their
1: job to educate white people. I told you, That's I went, what I said earlier. I the whole meeting at work, and the, this, this, <laughs> the, the only black a- kept saying, "It's our job to educate them." And I was just like, oh, "Someone it's like, no, it's not." I'm gonna shut this bitch up right now. Like, I'm not doing that. shit. I'm done with that shit, bro. I don't care how many stories. Like, are we supposed to all come on and explain our racist stories? I, that was literally what black people did in the '60s and '70s. Was came on national television and told white people about how they feel told her about the racist stories, yeah. about the lynchings in the South, told them about, about the brutality in the West and the North and the police. That was the whole point of that. It didn't change shit. That's what hip hop did in the 80s and 90s. What are we dealing with right now? Let's move on. Let's move on. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm You're like, real. I'm done.
0: No, I know, I'm you're done. like, I'm done.
1: I really don't give a shit. Bro. I no,
0: no, shit. I know. I just was saying when I brought up that woman in the example, because when you talked about the generation dying off, that's the only reason why.
1: What I have noticed now is I noticed that every white company, every white organization is trying to correct their mistakes before it gets too late. You have Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, both using blackface, trying to correct it. Did you hear about Community? I heard about Community. They pulled the
0: episode,
1: yeah. listen, Was it the Dark Angels or whatever the episode that was? Yeah, I can't remember
0: what it's called, but they pulled that episode from streaming. So that episode isn't there anymore. They pulled it off.
1: You have tons. Um, The show Tina Fey was on, did the same thing. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, what was it? Was it 30
1: Rock? I think it was 30 Rock, yeah. Yeah.
0: You,
1: you have you have everything doing it. You have The Simpsons. Okay, well, The Simpsons already changed the voice of Apu. I think they did that before. But now you have them changing the voice of Carl and all these other characters that were voiced by white people.
2: As and if they couldn't
1: and just do the voices. You have the family guy doing it. You have uh, Big Mouth doing it. You have everybody doing it, right? Because everybody here's my trying. question,
0: though. When it comes to those roles and stuff like that, you know that those actors didn't have to take it. They could have been like, "Why don't you get a black voice actor for a black character?"
1: What about the actors having to take it? Why didn't you specifically just look for a black voice actor? That
0: too, but it's both sides. It's like you could have looked for it, and then when you approach the white actor, the white actor could have been like, "You know what? You should have someone who actually is black doing this." It goes both ways. It's both of them.
1: Why didn't you just look for a black actor? Well, I- I'm putting it right. I'm putting it right to the studio.
0: No, I'm understanding that, but what I'm also saying is that if you have a white actor who approaches it, you say no.
1: But did you not want to pay a black a black boy side for a voice actor? Obviously thank not.
0: Obviously not.
1: Thank you, thank you. To be honest, I I like I, I even the Dixie chicks are changing their yeah, name. Yeah, they
0: changed their name. Change. Now there's the chicks.
1: Bro. Because actually, yeah, it's, honestly, did you hear about I'm,
0: the? Did you hear about Jenna Marbles?
1: No, what Jenna Marbles doing?
0: Jenna Marbles walked away from her YouTube channel due to past transgressions of the fact that she did like a Nicki Minaj impression where she did blackface she did a rap song where she said derogatory things about people who are Asian so you can imagine what she said in the song and she posted a video a couple days ago saying that she is disgusted and that she shouldn't have done these things and she inserted clips of these videos that she is talking about so that people would understand what she's referencing she has not taken them down but she posted the clips be like this is what I'm talking about Saying that she's stepping away from her YouTube channel, she doesn't know that if it's going to be a hiatus or if it's going to be indefinite. Now, my problem with that.
1: She's doing. She's doing pre-cleanup.
0: Yes, yeah, she's doing pre-cleanup. But here, my problem with that
2: You're is that handle.
0: when I first saw Jenna Marbles on YouTube, I actually, I actually saw some of her video. I was never subscribed to her, but I found videos of her just doing like random nonsense, which I thought were funny. But then I saw the Nicki Minaj video, and I got offended. I actually wrote like an entire comment calling her out for it. But then I had a bunch of people defending it, saying she was being funny and this and that. And I said, this isn't about being funny. And the irony is for me, what I think is hilarious is that when you see the follow-up online is, oh, you know what, she's growing, she's learning from her Mm -hmm. mistakes. We should let her, no, 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 no. You did something and I know inherently you knew that it was wrong. You knew it was racist. You knew it was derogatory. You knew all these things. I don't care that you're like pre-doing this to like not have a bunch of like have a win like have a massive windfall happen where something happens in negative for you. Why should I feel sorry for you that you're giving up a successful channel that's made you a millionaire? Why should I feel sorry for you that you're now growing a conscience? Because you could have had that conscience years ago. Why should I give a damn? And why is it that you're trying to say that black people should accept your apology when we don't have to, but then you have a bunch of white people say, Oh, but she grew. It's not your apology to accept.
1: I'm not sure if it was Kimmel or or Fallon, who said they're gonna take time off to hang around their family, and blah, blah, blah. they're just like, this is this this is the plan, right? If I just if I show my ignorance and I take mm-hmm. some time off and I come back, I'll be okay, right? All is
0: forgiven, yeah, but it's
1: not. I, I, I just don't give a shit anymore. I just don't give a shit. It's the same thing would have to do with the Aunt Jemima and the Uncle Ben's. People are like. Like, I don't even get the people who are fighting for the imagery to stay on the package. Because in my mind, I'm just like... I thought product. you said it was
0: her family who's trying to fight for the imagery to stay mm-hmm.
1: on the package. First was general white people, right? And I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm still the same. What are you fighting for? And what makes me mad is like, it was people really need to grow up, okay? You're mad because Aunt Jemima is not going to be on the package anymore. Like, it's like, is it so... Okay, are white people so disconnected from the rest of the world that they don't realize that all of these sports teams that have imagery of native americans uh, that that that,
2: mm-hmm. that literally
1: Aunt jemima and uncle ben like yes for you it's a part of your childhood for the black girl who was called aunt jemima for the mm-hmm. black man who was called uncle ben for all of the native people who had to deal with all the imagery in sports it's a negative piece of their childhood are you that disconnected actually i know they are so why am I? yes afraid? they
0: are because it doesn't affect them you answered your but, own question.
1: <laughs> I think I think the thing about this, is I'm two-sided on the topic, right? Yes, I'm happy to see all of these racial imageries come down the same way how we took down took off Bill Cosby's show because Bill Cosby raped and drugged a bunch of bitches, right, mm. same, I, I'm, I'm happy to see all of this imagery come down for once. I would like to see the Confederate flags come down and all of the Southern loser statues come I think down. I the process
0: of like banning those flags or something.
1: They ain't never going to do that shit. There's, there's, okay. the, sort of, the South is part of their heritage. The same way how we still you got the yeah. Ryerson University here in Canada. That ain't never going to change either, bro. And I'm sure if we go through Canadian money, everybody on Canadian money owns slaves. because yes. The city
0: of Vaughn. Apparently, the, the Vaughn, the name itself is actually a guy who was like a famous slave owner in Canada. City of Vaughn is actually named after a slave master. I didn't know that. I read. Th- I read that in like a tri- like a thing on. Like I read it in an article that was written, and I was like, "Really?" And I had no idea. So that's something new.
1: See what I mean? And you know, I'm at, at the end of the day. Like I'm happy to see this all go down, but I think when it comes to the celebrities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm happy that they're taking off these episodes and these and this imagery and the things that they've done. I'm not mad at that. But some of these celebrities that are people are attacking, I'm like, okay we we have to also create context in time, okay, so a lot of this imagery that you have to remember, okay, I think Charlemagne said it best the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands was a wild time, and a lot of this stuff was normalized, right so yeah. I think before we go to cancel Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Kimmel, and all these people, we have to remember at the time that episode aired and we didn't say nothing about it. When he was pretending to be Chris Rock in blackface, when he was pretending to be Carmelo Malone in blackface, that episode aired and we didn't say, that was normalized. Like, I'm only gonna speak for the time periods I was born in, so I was born in the late 80s, so 90s or early 2000s, Howard Stern. Howard Stern was literally a shock jock. He would come on the radio show and have porn stars masturbating on the radio show. He would have people having sex on the radio show. He said the most misogynistic, racist, horrible things. And that yeah. was how we got on. Even Charlemagne in the early 2000s, I'm a Charlemagne fan. Charlemagne used to always say, I want to smell your chair. Charlemagne used to always ask women, what always ask him? I want to smell your chair. He's always asked he ask him about their pussy. Like there was a whole heap of shit. He used to have his top five women he would fuck. It was a whole heap of shit, right? And it was accepted because in that early 2000 period, mm-hmm. it was normalized, right? Mm-hmm. You literally have movies and TV shows that we grew up on. So I think we have to put some sort of context. And I'm just talking about, like, yes, if you want to take off those episodes, be my guests. I think you should, especially if they're in a rerun. But you can't cancel these people. Let's, let's, when Eminem first came out and he was letting, Maggot with an F, Fly, West Coast hip hop as a whole, it was bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. It was like, come on bro, come on bro. Dog, the, whole, the first Snoop Dogg album, incomplete, right? Like let's just keep, let's keep, it, let's keep it regular, right? All of West Coast hip hop, the most misogynistic <laughs> I ever grew up on, but I loved it when I was growing up, right? It yeah. ain't fun, the homies can't have none. I fine, you you are gonna have to go back and cancel all of your famous rappers for saying the word that rhymes with maggot,
2: for mm-hmm. disrespecting
1: women, for going in. You are gonna have to go back. You can cancel Hugh Hefner, cancel that. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go back and cancel Howard Stern. You're gonna have to go back and Revenge of the Nerds, the movie, where the guy literally wants to get payback on the other guy and waits until this girl's asleep and literally has sex with her. And the next day they're all laughing about it and it was in some college humor shit. That was, a, that was part of my childhood. That was regular shit, right? So it's like, if we're really gonna take all this off the rack, we gotta take it all off the rack. But you yeah, can't- you're right. These people, because you gotta look at the time period and the social context that it was done. Listen, if that person did something at that time period and it was socially accepted at that time period, we can't look at them. We got to look at us.
0: Okay, that's a problem with cancel culture. That's cancel that's culture automatically yeah. wants to cancel you for something that exactly. happened like a decade ago instead of it being like taking accountability for it, owning up to what you didn't understanding now that it was wrong. And yes, removing and taking it down.
1: You have to look at it. You can go through episodes of In Living Color. Yeah. The way they disrespected the LGBTQ community, at that time, when I was growing up, saying something was gay was like normal. That's gay. Yeah. That, that's gay, yeah. that's gay, right? And then when I got to about the end of high school, college, that's all of a sudden where people want us to unlearn all of this shit. I remember mm-hmm. teachers calling people gay for not doing their homework. Like literally, that was, that was normal in the 90s. That was completely normal. Like you gotta cancel In Living Color. You gotta cancel the Chappelle show. You gotta mm-hmm. cancel Mad TV. As I already said, West Coast, hip hop, you gotta cancel the movie White Chicks. That's two black men. In whiteface, parading okay. around as white women, making fun of white women, and you already know some white person has an argument for that to defend everything. Yeah. There's you have to remember, like there was just there was rape scenes in movies that were seen as comedic, that were normal. Like so, whenever wrong, I'm like, okay, we, we like. Yes, yes, do I, do I think that it's about time we take off the racist symbols off of sports teams and products? Of, yes. Of course. Do I, do I think that, as Tina Fey said, we should pull the episodes? Of course, of these TV shows. Do I think that these cartoons should stop letting white actors voice minority characters and have these racial stereotypes of minority characters? Of course. But do I think that we should shut down those productions? Do I think that we should blame all of the people that were a part of that? Do I think that we should be judging Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel? Not so much, because in that time period, that fine. shit was normal. That shit played on television and no one said shit. Yo, if you go back to, um, remember that movie in the 80s, oh my God, it's going to sound like everybody, but it was one of those teen movies where the guys were trying to sleep with the girl. Um, the redhead Ting was in it. It was in all the movies back in the day. Superbad? Molly, Molly Ringworm. She was in it. No, it was back in- the Oh, April. Molly
0: Ringworm. Breakfast Club.
1: It wasn't Breakfast Club, but it was another movie. And I remember they had this Asian character who was just a horny Asian character. Who literally just did all the asian stereotypes me like you long time all of this shit.
0: oh my gosh i know what you're talking about it's another movie
1: Up in the tree that in that one scene like all that shit was normalized bro if you go back and you watch american pie and anything prior to that
2: <laughs> oh god bro
1: dead ass yeah no come on come on so i think you got to look at the social context of a lot of these things and you got to put that into, into your mindset as well. I think a lot of these kids that, grew, that were born in the 2000s and are now 18, 19, 20, they have no social context to this thing. Like, the most, the most, the most outgoing thing to them was Family Guy. Yeah, when Family Guy first came out, it was shock value, but
2: nah, that, that's little...
1: that is the shit we used to talk about. Yeah. Tupac told one of the members of Mob Deep who is now dead, don't one of y'all niggas have sickle cell? Biggie had a line in the famous track, What's Beef? Where he says, I got niggas that will kidnap your kids. Fuck them in the ass, throw them over the bridge. That's that beef shit.
2: That's in a song?
1: That's it a song, bro.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Like, you, you got to put the. <laughs> Sorry, on. I'm
0: surprised by that.
1: Tupac also said to Biggie, my 4-4, make sure your kids don't grow. And I'm saying that wrong right now. Tupac started off a song, I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. And he was talking about Faith Evans.
2: Wow.
1: You got to put things in social context, man. Well, anytime anybody got dissed in the 90s or the early 2000s, they were straight up called a maggot. They were called a maggot. I'm half Jamaican in downtown music. We had songs, Chichi Man," like it was just, these were regular things. These were songs I grew up with that I didn't even understand the context of until I got older. And I'd be singing them like anthems.
0: That's well, what you knew.
1: You gotta put things in social context of when they came out. A lot of this shit was normalized. A lot of it, a lot of it. So uh, as much as I like to see all this, we're taking away all these symbols, we gotta put this shit in social context, bro. If we go back to hip hop, if we go back to rock music, if we go back to pop culture in general, it literally we're gonna have to take anything made before 2007 and just wipe it off the face of the earth. bro. Yeah.
0: That's
1: true. Snoop Dogg, you guys know and love, is not the Snoop Dogg I grew up on, and I love Snoop Dogg, but it's not the Snoop Dogg I grew up on. It's definitely not. It's a different Snoop Dogg for me. Like, like this generation only knows NWA, fuck the police. They don't know the NWA I know. They don't know the Juicy J I know. They don't know slop on Your Knob. They don't know the Cam'ron I know. They don't know okay. It or not cameron has a song that is an anthem in every hood suck it or not they don't know juicy j slob on your knob they don't know this shit so these people that are going back and forth i'm like we cancelling cameron cancelling juicy j i'm sure i could go back in jay-z lyrics and find maggot more than 100 times Z 444 Y'all don't know the Jay-Z, I know. Y'all don't know the Nas, I know. What are you going to do? Jay-Z literally told Nas in a diss song, he left the condoms on the baby seat. Meaning he was in the back of the car with Nas's baby moms. And to get so vile, he left the condoms on the baby seat. Come on, bro. It was a different time.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a different time. Eminem's whole career started off because he dissed everybody in the pop world, from Backstreet Boys to NSYNC to Britney Spears to Casino Aguilera to Fred. Yeah, Dirk.
0: everybody.
1: That was how Emin- Eminem was shocking. Eminem was the first rapper to come on and diss like, other celebrities that, at the time, were like the MTV darlings. At the time, were like the leaders of pop culture. He literally ended the pop phase. The reason why we don't have boy bands no more, the reason why we don't have these pop songs anymore, the reason why we don't have this bubble gum shit no more, you can thank Eminem. I lived through that. Eminem ended all of that. N-Zinc, 90s, LFO, all that shit was wiped clean by Eminem. The reason why you don't see no boy bands to this day, none of that, new kids on the block, shit. Eminem killed all of that. So, we're going with this. (laughs) You see what I'm trying to say? I'm just trying to say- Yeah, I get it. I'm not saying I think we should take off the products and take off the memorabilia and take off the episodes and we should probably only have minority cartoon characters being voiced by that minority. But I think when it comes to canceling these people, you gotta remember this was accepted. That's all I'm saying. You wouldn't agree with that? What's your take on it?
0: I think my, I, I always say my issue with cancel culture is that a lot of people want to dig up what happened before without taking into account what something was like prior, which is the acceptability, the normalization of these things. I think the only time that I have agreed with cancel culture is when somebody is so vile and they continue to perpetuate it regardless of what is said to them then I'm okay with it because they obviously don't want to change. They don't want to be told that they can't say this. They don't want to be told they can't do that. They don't want that. Then I'm okay with it because then to me, I don't think that you deserve to be able to have the spotlight and the microphone that you do. It's different if it is somebody like Jimmy Fallon or anyone who's had community having episodes pulled and acknowledging the fact that these episodes are not only that they're racist and knowing that and pulling it, the rest of the show was still up just excluding those episodes because they're trying to take away the normalization of that which i'm okay with
1: but you have to remember when jimmy fallon and these guys came out they were like actual hardcore comedians right
0: well i'm not saying i'm not saying it's bad that, i'm saying is
1: jimmy fallon is like a media darling
0: right
1: jimmy fallon has literally turned into a media darling 10 years before this movement ever came out
0: no no, no. what i'm saying Black is is that
1: the stuff that he did when he was an actual comedian you yeah. know, been a media darling for the past 10 years and said the right things, and it's like, come on, though.
0: No, but he's the one who's taking acknowledgement of this. It's his choice. He's the one who decided to say something, because yeah. someone brought the fact that he did an episode. He didn't try and defend it. He just was like, it was a point in my career, it was something at the time that was acceptable. He even said that, so I'm like, okay, you knew that it was acceptable but, at that point, and now it's been pulled. If you haven't noticed, it's died down since then, because there's nothing there.
1: Like, Howard Stern... Used to let the n word fly in the late '90s, and no one said shit. Mind you, Howard I never Stern listened to
0: Howard Stern, so like I didn't know
1: that. Howard Stern has apologized for these things like ten years ago, but he used to let he used to let that nigga fly. That nigga would fly with Howard Stern. Not only that, but it's like, as far as white comedians go, I'm a Bill Burr fan. I love Bill Burr. I feel like Bill Burr is like the epitome of George Costanza on Seinfeld, like that character. And Bill Burr is like me, a white man, just angry and bitter all the time. I love it. Now, <laughs> if you're looking at Louis C.K. Louis C.K. was saying nigga in his comedy acts up until two years ago. So in terms of these other people who stopped doing this in 2007, eight, nine, 10, Louis C.K. was saying nigga in his comedy acts up until two years ago and nobody said shit. He probably ain't gonna do it now because now he's already got- He got compromise. me too woman and he's not gonna do it now but louis ck was letting that nigga fly perfectly fine yeah that was his whole thing right
0: i know but i wasn't i wasn't saying it in the sense of like oh with, i wasn't saying it like oh he shouldn't have done this he shouldn't have done that at the time it was acceptable for for those jokes to be made i'm talking about jimmy fallon and all of them and okay they acknowledge it they removed those episodes from the streaming it doesn't change the fact that people have memories of it
1: Oh, people do. And that's why I'm saying. So, I'm saying.
0: Right. I'm just saying that the only time that I agree with cancel culture is when someone is that vile. That they're like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep perpetuating hate. I'm going to keep. That's when I'm okay with it. Because that's different. That is different. It's like my take on some of the things that happen in social media where people are trying to say, oh, this person said sorry. It's like, not that long. Like, I always talk about Jackie Ina because I really like her. (laughs) She's a beauty YouTuber. A few years ago, Jeffrey Starr, who is very rich and very famous white man, who is also part of the LGBTQIA+ community, uh, there's so many acronyms now. I'm sorry, I don't know all of them. Um, decided that he said that he was going to like beat her up, and he called her a gorilla. And that was less than five years ago. And you know, people want to say that like he that happened. And people are like, yeah, but you guys keep telling us, oh, he's, oh, he's sorry. It's like, he's not sorry because then he turns around and says something else that's just as racist, that is the type of people I deserve that deserve to be canceled because he is given power to say whatever he wants and no one actually does anything to him. Then you deserve to be canceled because you're perpetuating hate. You're perpetuating hate. You're perpetuating racism. You're perpetuating violence against, violence against women. You're perpetuating violence probably even against men because he's that type of person. But he is so rich and so famous, he's allowed to get away with it, and nobody wants to cancel him because they're all like, oh, my God, but he said he was sorry. That deserves cancellation.
1: Because for some reason, white people think that saying sorry is... They're not. It's okay, right? It's 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 the whole thing about boys will be boys, right? If you're Black and you do something wrong, we'll just kill you. If you're Black and we kill you, and we find out that you did anything wrong, stole a stick of gum 10 years ago, we'll use that as justification for why we killed you. But if yep. you're white, you can keep doing stuff wrong like Brock Turner. It's just boys will be boys. I'm sorry. I'll get back. I'll get back to regular scheduled programming next week. Brock right? Turner,
0: what about the guy who shot up the church?
1: Oh, I just mentioned Brock Turner because it came to my mind, but there's many.
0: And then they took him for food in a bulletproof vest. They didn't, they didn't use any, any type of force to take him his
2: down.
1: No, Yeah,
2: took him to Berkeley. Thank you. Yeah. Like, what?
1: As I said, I've realized that I'm pretty sure every single podcast out there in the world right now that is Black-operated has some form of educating white people on their ignorance. Uh, um, You go on CNN, you go on MSN. I don't know if
0: we've ever done that.
1: You go on, we do this all the time. Mind you, mind you. We don't do it specifically, but we're talking. I'm say, I don't
0: think we do it specifically, we do if, talk about it. Yeah,
1: what I'm saying is if white people are listening, then yes, right? Mm. But we're, we mostly have a black audience. But what I'm saying is everyone does this. MSNBC, CNN. In Canada, you have CTV, Global, City CBC. TV. It's just like they know. that, that that's, the, that's what I always said, right? White people are aware of racism. We need to stop acting like they're not aware. They've been yeah, aware. Yeah, they just
0: don't care because it doesn't affect them.
1: Thank you. Thank you. They know. Yo, they yeah. I'll never forget the day when I worked at that office and that white girl was mad at me for posting black death on my Facebook and said I was racist. And she went on and on. And as soon as she was done, I was just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're mad that every time you come on Facebook, because you have me on Facebook, you have to see the racism on your, you have to see black death and racism, as you call it, on your timeline. But you have no issue with the actual racism or the actual black death. To a lot of white people, they're just like, I can't wait for this to be over. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: they're tired of hearing about it.
1: That's exactly what it is, right? So it's just like I've been making white people uncomfortable for the past fifteen years on social media. Not fifteen I don't know, ten years on social media. I've been making uncomfortable. comfortable. I'm the leader of that shit. They don't care, bro. There's listen. The problem is the white people who do care are the ones who always care. Yeah. They're the ones who always care, the ones that were always on that line. But the Mm -hmm. rest of them, they don't give a shit. So it's like sitting there and trying to educate them and, oh, read White Fragility or read this book. Nah, fuck that, bro. You don't give a shit. So I keep saying. We need to unlearn mental slavery. We need to value education and value each other and we need to build our own economic base. It's not gonna be something done over time. Mm-hmm. If, you right now, if you right now are 18 years old and you just became an adult, you're probably not gonna have the benefits of it. Neither will your kids, but your grandkids will. Yeah. If you're 18 years old now, your grandkids are gonna grow up in a time where they have the power to do whatever whatever they want. I remember Childish Gambino said this thing about Jaden Smith. He goes, I love Jaden Smith because Jaden Smith has the power to fail. As you already know, growing up Black, we didn't have the power to fail. If you do anything, life is over. You don't have the power to fail. I mentioned when I was in high school, the white kids would get into a fight, slap on the wrist, get back out there. The Black kids get into a fight, they're going to jail, they're going to juvie, they're getting kicked out. We're not seeing them again. The whole life is ruined. If you're white, you can choose to fuck off your 20s and somebody will still offer you a job as long as you put on a suit and clean your hair, right? It's just like, when you're Black, you don't have the opportunity to fail. If you want to be successful, you got to start as early as motherfucking possible. And even then, you still got to work through the ranks, right? And he loves Jaden because Jaden has the opportunity to fail. If we keep doing this, if we start doing this, sorry, if we start doing this and start working to build an economic base, we won't see it. Our kids won't see it but our grandkids will have the opportunity to fail. Jaden Smith and Willow Smith, all of Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids, all of these rich affluent people who are black, their kids have the opportunity to fail. But they're 1% of us, maybe less, but 1% actually. The rest of us don't. So not all of us are going to make it to the NBA. Not all of us are going to be in a media outlet, whatever the hell it is, but we can get professional jobs. We can build our own businesses so we don't have to worry about systematic racism in getting these professional jobs. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. It's going to take a long time. I think I think ever since they desegregated places, Black people have, sadly, ever since desegregation, Black people have waited for white people to honor what they told them they would do, which is be fair. I have the education. I have the work experience. Offer me the job. I have the money yeah. left buy this house be fair and white people have shown you that they haven't done that even though you have the education the work experience you can't get the job even though you get the job and you've been there for six seven eight ten years doing the job you can't get no promotion even though you have the money you can't get the house even if you do get the money and you are looking for the house we're, we're gonna're we're, we're gonna we're gonna raise your interest rates yeah. like you can name anything and I can show you the default in it right so it's just like they've shown us time and time again that they don't give a shit so why do we keep expecting them to that's my point
0: no it's a solid point it's true that's all
1: it is expecting why do you keep expecting people to treat you fair when they have shown you and maybe it's because we think the next generation will be different but the same way that we're being taught by our old generation they're being taught by their older generation so it Mm -hmm. continues on continue on tradition right yeah you're right. So what are we doing? Let me move on to the next shit. I not want to talk about this class here. How do I share this? Uh, okay, let me see if I can share this.
2: Great. You going to share your screen?
1: That's what I'm trying to do. Can you see my
0: no. screen? No. Normally, it would take over my screen if it did that.
2: So if you're no. It's not working? I don't know if it's not working. Uh... So inside
0: the thing, did you click share screen?
1: Yeah, okay, here we go. Maybe now it'll work. Okay. Uh, can you see the screen?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Let me let this. So wait,
0: go. I would say tell them who they are first.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, these are these are YouTubers. Everybody probably knows them. They've become like one of the top ten famous YouTubers in no time. They're both comedians, Abba, and Preach. I believe this motherfucker is Abba, Ethiopian motherfucker. And they're
0: and they and they're they live in Montreal.
1: And they're Canadian, they're in Montreal, they yeah. have good videos. They kind of just use their intellect to explain things that are already out there, but they do it in a funny way. And I, I respect yeah. videos, man. But let's let's run through this. Let's just stay quiet. Hopefully everybody can hear it. Let me hire my volume to make sure y'all can hear this. Let me know if you can hear it.
3: I'm gonna you mute my video that was
1: submitted by a viewer. Let's take a look.
3: You have a lot of money and you go broke and i've been there through the struggle and i personally feel that you have a legitimate reason to be broke and i have a validation to believe that you will seek wealth again then i'll hold you down if you're broke when i meet you you don't stand a chance because what's broke to you
2: what is defined broke?
3: you make less than double what i make
2: less than double yes Oh, jeez. All right. It's all my God. Just mad because you're broke.
1: Not anymore. Less than double what she's making. God, I just had to... Yeah. What did you think broke meant before? Nigga, (laughs) broke... Can't pay the bills, right? Can't pay the bills. I got no job, and I was like... Even then, I was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." You know what's interesting? It's like, even if we made us we're equal, broke, we're still inferior in her.
2: How's
1: being at the same level as her, but her
2: us being a man, uh-huh. we're okay, Hold on, to end the
1: Okay, is it done?
2: Yeah, that whole thing is madness.
1: Okay. I'm not even going to play the rest of it. You get where this is going. Yo, real shit. Real shit. Black people. We got to get these people out of the culture. <laughs> yeah, I'm being dead ass honest with you. We have to. Before I even roast this bitch, I know people like this. I grew up with people like this. I'm being dead ass honest with you. I had one girl say some shit at work. We're talking about this. And she put it in a good predicament. She goes... She goes, a lot of a lot of people, or a lot of black people, especially I'm just using Canada right now, right? They grow up and they're first generation and their their parents might not have been able to get great jobs because of Canada's racist hiring practices. Their parents come here. Canada has the most educated immigrants in the fucking world. Like parents come here mm-hmm. with documents, degrees, and then have to work at a factory. It's just a known thing, right? It is what it is. So what happens is a lot of the parents sometimes right their parents will depend on the children so the child's been paying bills since they were 15 16 going forward and she made a good point she goes a lot of the people that i know who think like this it's because they've been taking care of house and homes since they were 15. so then when they become an adult they want someone to take care of them right i'm mainly speaking about women because as a man you got to take care of business no matter what. Ain't no one going to take care of you. I would love to be a houseman. I dream of it every day. It ain't, maybe <laughs> only be a houseman.
0: House you want house to be a houseman? I man. mean, it's fair. I mean, it's equality, right?
1: Work out every day.
2: So you can <laughs> be the hot house workout.
1: man. Work out every day, sling dick and cook.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine.
1: My point
0: is... You like working, though. That's the thing. You enjoy being able to do things. So I don't think you'd be a very good houseman. I think you'd hate it. I wouldn't. I I think you'd like it for a few weeks and then you'd be over it.
1: I'm ambitious. But, and I've seen this. I've seen seen this so much throughout my life, right? Where there's this notion of, I want to find a man to take care of me. I'm looking for a man to take care of me. I know girls that go to school, literally, just to find a man. Like they become a doctor and a lawyer, but they're not a doctor or a lawyer because they don't practice. They just have the law degree and the doctorate. I know girls who literally take temp jobs, go from job to job to job, just looking to sleep with somebody who's probably married or whatever the case is for the same fucking shit, right? And it's just like, this mentality is around. This is not just black people to be honest with you. This mentality is circles, right? it comes from the whole idea of patriarchy, right? That a man's supposed to take care of you, blah, 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 blah. And as you said, equality, right? But I like the mm. standpoint that she said, which was that the people that grow up having to take care of their own home, house, and bills, often when they get to a certain age, want someone to take care of them. What do fucking do? We all have to do that. Stand on your own two feet. I don't give yeah. a shit. I ain't taking care of nobody. And I, I once had to tell this one girl who was talking like this about how um, I want to find a man to do this, this, this. I'm gonna be honest. With you if you are born in an upper middle-class setting and this is it's normalized for there to be stepford wives in your neighborhood and all of that and your parents are a part of the country club life and all of that then yeah you can find that because your parents are eventually going to auction you off to whoever has a hedge fund fine you can do that right but if you don't come from that from that cloth it's not going to work for you and i'm going to be dead honest most rich educated men Marry rich educated woman or at least woman that grew up in the same environment like both our parents went to the same country club both our parents know each other whatever the case is right and then you have the small minority of people who became rich in their lifetime because most people if you started off middle class you mostly go upper middle class start off up middle class you're going to the one percent it usually goes up one right so the only time this actually occurs where somebody takes a girl from the bottom is when you have people who have made it rich in their lifetime. Meaning I start I started off in the absolute poverty, but I was able to make it to the absolute top, like a Jay-Z, a LeBron. You have to have some sort of phenomenal skill that nobody else has. Jay-Z can put words together like nobody else can. What LeBron can do in basketball, nobody else can. That's why you're able mm-hmm. to rise like that. And those those are like few and far in between. And Jay-Z and LeBron are bad examples of this because they didn't do this with women, but those are usually the only men that will marry a woman from a lower economic class. That's why you see rappers marrying strippers. That's why you see rappers marrying the girl that works at Walmart. That's why you, it's those people, it's those, you have to have, it's a lack of education. And at the end of the day, all you want is a woman that you can financially control. That's why when these rappers marry the girls from Walmart or the strippers, they you'll often see that they're allowed to do whatever they want. They can have three sums, five sums, ten sums, and the girl just accepts this. She's just like, "Okay, daddy," because she knows she's getting money. She don't bring nothing to the table. You think Swiss Beats could do that with Alicia Keys? Nope. We already know Jay Z can't do that with Beyonce. Do you think a black man who's a lawyer? Who's married to a black female who's a doctor or lawyer could run that car. But a black man who's a lawyer or doctor who marries the girl from Walmart could definitely run that. Cause where's she gonna go? My money controls you. You see what I'm trying to say?
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like the interview goes on, and I probably should have played this piece. I'll probably play it after, after I let you say your piece. But the interview does go on, and she says some more ignorant shit, to be honest with you. But yo, know, this 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 mentality of like you have to have twice what I have or you're broke. I've seen this shit. Yeah, no, actually, let me, let me, let me. let me Skip
0: to the part that you're talking about.
1: There's me. another part that I want to goddamn get to. Where was this shit? And I'm mad at my boy DM for even sending me this shit. <laughs> I hope he does. Hold on. Lower. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, you're not equal. Okay. And personally, it's
3: because I've held Broken down. Uh, we
1: know that. It's all good.
3: That being said, it's because I've held broke men down. I've been played by broke men. And personally, it doesn't pay off. So I won't do it again. And it is what it is.
2: This was called for, If I'm going to get played, let it be by someone with a lot of money. You know, when you get hurt by people, you start to look at
1: nonsensical
2: reasons for the reason why you got hurt. Oh, these niggas didn't make enough money and they were cheaters. So if I get rid of the fact that they don't make all enough money, then maybe I'll find a dude who's going to treat me right. That's, like, that's a stupid way. Whether you get
1: cheated on by a, a rich person. Attitude. woo
2: we go. Smooth.
3: <laughs> it's not hard to find someone who makes twice what I make. I personally attract people who make, like, a whole spectrum. That being said, if you are broke and I choose to deal with you, I will belittle you. <laughs> it is what
1: it is. Oh, Je ne de rien. Il me conduit vers de pâturages à, à et ton bâton me rassure, tu ma tête, tu Lorsque je marche dans la vallée de l'ombre de la mort, je ne aucun mal tu es avec moi. We went from... For all my non-French people, he's basically saying, « chocolate, bleu », which means what Toxic to toxic waste. <laughs> 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 what well, we did right there. First, it was toxic, then I was like, « Aye ». Now you just toxic waste.
3: You will belittle them.
2: <laughs> but I might be wrong.
3: And it is what it is because men who make more money than me, they treat me with that same power dynamic, right? Like, I know that...
2: So that's fair? You think that that's okay?
3: No, absolutely not. Okay. But it's a way of life.
1: So because rich men treat you badly, you want to treat people poorer than you, and you want to... Okay, that was, that was basically the part I want to go to. I I know you're hurting. I know you're hurting over there. I know you're hurting, but we we're going to give it this work. We're going to give it this work. You got to get this work. Get this work. Okay. Uh shout out to Lola Lux. Now, I'm trying to show you the larger picture. Now, this is my standpoint on this. Oh, she also says that she has a a, a kid in the later part of the Unless video. And
0: she also takes care of her household, remember with like she talked about that, like a family.
1: Yes, you said she grew up taking care of her household and she has a kid, okay? I just I wanna set this from two different standpoints. From the black standpoint, because this bitch is sadly black, we as a people cannot build generational wealth if we have these class ass people still existing. We live in a society where dual income is necessary unless your partner makes like 500 K dual income is necessary. Okay. If you want to take yourself out of poverty or out of the middle class, dual income is necessary. We should be marrying each other, building our wealth. Dual income is necessary. Okay. So finding a man and just because he makes 70 K, and you decide to stay at home but because you're not working you guys can never buy property and you guys are just living in an apartment because he makes 70k and you choose you don't want to work for whatever and i've heard the excuses all the time well in the bible it says that a man should work and a man should do this and i should do this and i'm just like the bible really the bible is what you're using to justify your lazy ass shit. i've heard all the excuses in the world we cannot build economic wealth if people like this exist now, mind you, she 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 is not the representation of all black women. She's probably representation for like the minority. Let's say 10%. Most black women I know go to school, work hard, do their thing. She's the minority for for, for, for the bottom level. This is a bottom level bitch. As she says, she's a bottom-level bitch, right? She says basically in the whole thing that rich men will disrespect her, broke men will disrespect her, but she would rather be with a rich man. Even if, and then she goes on to talk about being a good side bitch. This is this, 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 this a bottom bitch shit. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying this is all black women. Don't come for me on this shit. It's bottom level bitch it shit. Didn't hurt. Right? But I do hear this mentality a lot. It gets generated through music videos and music artists, and I hear this shit a lot. I hear this shit over the top, bro. That, you know what I mean? Six figure nigga, that's what I like. That's my type. I hear this shit all fucking day long. Okay, bro, all day long. People are going to say, oh, you's a broke-ass nigga." So no, I'm not a broke-ass nigga. I'm all right. I just trying to bring some positivity and some reason to some bullshit. We can't build economic wealth if you ain't working. I remember when somebody asked me, Brittany, if I would ever allow you not to work as if I had to allow you not to work. But my main reason for it was like, no. I respect ambitious women, I'm attracted to ambitious women, I want a woman that works and brings home money. Why is that not a requirement? It's equality. But at the same time, if me and you have kids and we have a daughter, if my daughter grows up and sees me go to work and sees you stay home, what do you think she's going to want to do in her later life?
0: But also, if we had a son and we want the son to be able to see that his mother is working also as a strong example for the woman that he ends up being attracted it's to as well. A
1: general example. But at the same time, how are we gonna build economic wealth if I'm working, even if I am making good money? If you make more money, we have more money. (laughs) What's really good? To be honest, this bitch ain't shit, bro. This bitch is not shit. And I know people like this, and it's just like, you're basically allowing people to disrespect you financially and take control of you financially because you don't wanna work because your lazy ass is not working. I don't know if she was raised like this. I'm 100% sure she was, because most people I know who have this mentality, if you look at their mom or whoever raised mm-hmm. them, they have the same mentality. So it just,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's the blind teaching the blind, the ignorant teaching the ignorant, right? This bitch ain't shit. I'm going to be dead honest with you. And at the end of the day, if she just... You know what? I'm going to let you take over. I might, I might, I might come
2: back to it. Go ahead.
0: I have no words. I actually don't have any words because I don't. I didn't. The fact of when she says that if you like make less than her, then she's gonna like belittle you. Like what?
1: If you don't make double what she makes. Yeah, but regard.
0: Right. Yeah, but like you're broke, and then like she says that you're broke, and then she's gonna belittle you and treat you badly. Like wh- I, I don't. I, no. you I don't know.
1: You know what it is. No. Know what it is. I just you know refuse. This is. I'm tired, and I've seen this my whole life. I'm tired of women using their beauty as an occupation. And this is the yeah. result of women that use their beauty as an occupation. Because I'm pretty sure she's been doing it her whole life, and she got caught up with somebody who she thought was rich because he was buying bottles in the club. And then she she let the man fuck, and the man breeded her. And now she's sitting there with her kid, as she said. She's a single mother, and she once dated a broke-ass nigga, Right. And now, instead of realizing the error of her ways, she's continuing to do this again, because she thinks that if she eventually does it, she'll find a rich man. Listen, I'm gonna tell you straight up, anybody who's rich, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you are beautiful, but you also have something else to offer, that's different. Let me just just keep it a buck. Let me keep it a buck with everybody else, okay? You mentioned equality, right? It's Mm -hmm. 2020. Right. And I don't think a lot of women realize this. I think a lot of women that are a lot of religious women and a lot of cultural women who are stuck in that mindset of a man has to do this and a man got to do this and a man, Mm -hmm. I got to do this. It's like, I, I can't get past that ignorant mindset, but it's 2020, right? Men no longer care if you have pussy back in our parents' day. All you needed was pussy and to be able to cook. Pussy was a great equalizer. A man would run out and marry you for pussy, do whatever you Pussy is all you needed. I think men of this generation have realized that pussy comes package assembled. Every woman got it. Whether it's good pussy or not is up to, uh, up to different reasons, but every woman got it. Okay. I think men of this generation, mind you, women, because of the feminist movement, have now been able to work, been able to mm. vote and they almost have equality to men up until certain careers that, depending on if your boss is a dick or not, you're getting lower money. But it's almost equality. Women are actually going to school and graduating more than men and in the future are expected to make more money than men and some women already are. And that's perfectly fine, right? This is like Black people wanting to get hired and get jobs and get educated. And then we get to a point where these schools stop their racist bullshit and Black people are actually getting enrolled in school and coming out and getting hired, are we then gonna complain that our white counterparts are not? So if women are now going to school more, getting better jobs, to complain that men might make less than you is ignorant because men have been taking care of you since the dawn of time. So if you happen to make a little bit more than a man because women are graduating and going to school faster than men are, then that's not a complaint. I think with a lot of it, I think I said this before, I think women hate male patriarchy, but love all the parts that benefit them. And I think for equality to truly happen, women have to unlearn male patriarchy. It's something you have to unlearn. You have to unlearn it. So in a, for our society to be truly, truly equal, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, you're both, if you're both making money and you're both in school, what is wrong with you paying for a few dates? You have to unlearn. If you're making, if you happen to have a great executive position and you're making more money, but you're the only person or you're the first woman that got that position, there's no men there. If your man makes, I don't know, 10K less than you, he ain't shit now. You have to unlearn patriarchy, right? The same way men have been yeah. taking care of you for years. And because you couldn't work and the society didn't allow you to do shit. So men always made more money than you Yeah, and always had more than you but now mm-hmm. society has caught up where women are here and soon women are gonna be here and then here and then here and then it might, be, it might come even again. So you're gonna have to end up dating and marrying men that make the same amount of money or-, or less than you. Less than you, as men had to do for years. Right, we've opened the floodgates. So mm-hmm. women and men are now becoming equal. So dating a man who makes the same amount of money as less than you shouldn't be an issue you have to unlearn patriarchy. If you truly want equality, you have to unlearn that shit. If you're not willing to unlearn that shit, then what's the point of wanting equality? Unless you want equality on your terms. I want equality when it comes to the job paying me, but I still want you to take me out and pay for all the dates. I still want you to buy me a house. I still want you to pay for the wedding. I still want you to do all these things. And I want the option if I want to stay home or not. It doesn't make any sense. And when it comes to this fool, it just seems like she subscribes to that notion, right?
2: Yeah, I
0: just, honestly, I don't even have anything to say about her. Like when the first time I saw that video and stuff like that, I just didn't, I just didn't care because when she started talking, she lost me. Like as soon as she was just like, I'm going to be little you, you have to make two, like two twice as much as I do and all these different things. Like I just was like, okay, I was like, you're going to end up being alone or you're going to, or you're going to end up being with somebody who's going to treat you like dirt like i just don't said, i don't under, i don't under, i don't understand how that's even attractive like i, I don't get that like i, I just don't understand like I, don't, I like i can only say i don't know cuz i don't have any words
1: for it it's just really sad you can look at it like this right if you're a man and you can't cook and you can't feed yourself then you go from mom to wife and yeah. if you can't cook and clean and wash your own clothes and feed yourself then you're always going to need a woman to be able to cook for you clean for you and wash your clothes So at the end of the day, that woman has a power of control over you when it comes to you getting your clothes washed, you getting your clothes ironed, and you Mm -hmm. getting because you can't do it. So if you're a woman and you don't know how to, and you don't want to work, then you're going from daddy to man. So that man will always have control over you, whether you even have the food to cook him because he makes the money, right? The man has control over you in every sense of your life because he financially controls you.
2: Yeah.
1: But this this is the result of lazy people. She she's a waste suit. She's essentially a waste suit. But there's a lot of waste suits out here. I oh,
0: know. This is uh, It made my head hurt. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care.
1: I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> So frustrated, I have nothing like to say.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> I actually don't. I can't because
0: it pisses me off. So
1: you can say what you want to say. Give Give it some time.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: It's not about giving it time. It's the fact that I don't understand why anybody would want to be in a situation with a man, like from a, from a female perspective, where a man has this sense of control over you and everything that you do. That if you're not working. And a man is doing everything, and he controls the money, which means that he controls you. Anytime you want to buy anything or do anything, it has to go through him, and he wants to know why you're doing it. I don't understand why any woman, if she is able to fully be capable of taking care of herself, would want to be with somebody who potentially tries to overpower them just because they make a significant amount of more money than you. You could be making your own money, and sometimes it could be like, i just i just I just don't understand it. I don't agree with it. And it frustrates me to think that this, that this still exists. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me though. Like I look at it and I say, I don't understand what was the point in fighting to be able to vote, to be able to work and be more than just a nurse, a teacher or a secretary or, or a seamstress. I don't understand what was the point in allowing us to go to university and college To get a degree to do something other than just going to college, because at one point going to college for women was just to go to college, but you didn't do anything after. It was just to go to college because it looked good.
1: It still is. It still is for some. So
0: yeah, and I know I just don't, I don't get it. I think that it is. I think it's detrimental just because it seems to me it just seems as if okay, I'm going to go do all these things and I'm just going to reap a benefit of having a man take care of me. But then if that man decides I want to re up for somebody who's 20 years younger, what does that leave me with? I don't understand I, I don't understand what is the problem of being a woman who stands in her own feet. Why is a, like It's okay if a man makes less than you because you've been making less than men pretty much forever. It's okay. It's okay for you guys to combine the money that you have to buy something. I'm not saying that y'all have to have each other's you don't have to have each access to each other's bank accounts. But it's about being able to know that each person holds their own weight. It doesn't matter if the person makes five grand less, ten grand less. It doesn't matter. It's about being able to work together as a unit. But also, too, the problem is is that I find that with the dynamic of when one person makes more money, they try to control the other person even though the other person is making their own money. It's like they think that they become better then. And I feel like that's also disgusting. Like, it's not like either of you are asking each other for anything, so you shouldn't think that you should have that right. And just because you as a woman are making more than a man, he should not be treated them less than just because the fact that he happens to make 10, 20 grand less than you. So what? He's still taking care of himself. He's still doing everything that he's supposed to be doing for himself. Why is this expectation that he's supposed to make more money than you for what security you already have your own security of making the money that you have. And if you're smart, you stay, you make investments, you do those things and you make a certain amount of money. So I don't, I just don't get it.
1: Like I said, this, this mentality is taught. It is, Listen, it's like I toxic
0: said,
1: most women i know do not have this mentality but the ones that do you know how they always say like like when you look at a girl's mom you know what she's going to look like in the future not always true, yeah that's just yeah it's like, ones that do have this mentality when you meet the people that raise them you're like oh i get it
2: oh Makes your sense.
1: whole family's ratchet oh yeah. shit. Like, it's just a fact. I've seen so, so it's, it's a mentality. She was raised. I know women who were raised so deeply in the church, and her mom was raised so deeply in the church that it's yeah. just like, this is what a man's supposed to do. And I was just like, all right, bro, I just walk away. I pull a rich, I walk away. And I, Rich is and, like
0: his own sentence now I'm pulling a rich.
1: Pull a rich <laughs> I, I gotta pull my coworker, I pull a rich, I just walk away now. I'm just, I wash my hands, Pontius Pilate. Wash my hands, punch his palate. But I also know people who their mom tried to do the same thing. Their mom tried to find a rich nigga. Ended up finding somebody who wasn't rich, but she thought was rich. Fuck, left her with a kid. Now the the daughter's doing the same thing. This mentality is taught, especially in 2020, when you have TV shows like Insecure, when even before this, you had girlfriends, you had Allie McBeal, you had Sex in the City. There's so many powerful female-driven television shows in the media that show females as doctors, lawyers, nurses. Look at Grey's Anatomy. Show uh, how to get away with murder. There's just so many shows that we've had since like the 90s up until now. So this is no longer a mentality in mainstream society as it was back in the day when your man had to read you the newspaper and you weren't a woman if you didn't let him. This is now something that is individually taught. This is individually taught. Whoever your parents are, father or mother or both, they individually taught you this. Or your mother didn't work and you grew up expecting the same situation from her. Maybe, maybe your parents came from a country outside of the West, like our parents did, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of countries outside of the West, patriarchy is a way of life. So then you come here and you're first generation and your parents, your mother doesn't work because she's conditioned by where she came from. And your father works, and that's a condition. And then mm-hmm. you go out in the world, and you're, 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 now, you're now growing up in the West, going to school in the West. But you expect the same situation happening in your life. Not realizing that life is completely different over here, and you haven't adjusted to society, even though you were born and raised here, right? Yeah. But this mentality is conditioned. It's, it, people are raised to think this way. And everybody I know who thinks this way, when I get down to the bare bones of this shit, it's because they're raised to think this way. They're raised that way. That's the only thing about it. They're just raised that way. I've never met somebody who, I've never met somebody who didn't have that imagery in their home, who Mm -hmm. wasn't raised that way and then thought like this. Unless they're just a straight up gold digger and said, fuck life, I'm giving up. But most people I know who think like this, who will fight you over it, it's because that's the way they were raised. They were raised to think that like a man's gonna take care of you and provide for you, and all you got to do is have pussy and be able to cook some food. Yeah. They were raised like that. But yeah, that's uh, honestly that's that's how I feel. I don't think I have I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Like I said, I said in the beginning, I was tired of being angry, and I was tired of yeah. being tired, and I keep scratching my goddamn leg. I need a lotion in my legs, man. I was tired of being angry, and I was tired of being tired, and I'm I'm trying I'm trying to talk about. I'm still going to talk about race. I can't, Obviously, can't get away it's not
0: going to change, but.
1: Right? but... I'm trying to talk about race less or talk about it in a more constructive way because I already know the racist, whoever they may be, whether they're black, brown, whatever, white, whatever. The racist mm-hmm. are not, Right. So I'm trying to talk about race in a different way, but honestly, I think... I remember me and you were going to wait until we got to our next season and then we were gonna start adding in um people we're gonna we have a lot of guests out to us that we wanted to add in but we're gonna wait until we got to the next season because then we're gonna have our place and it was gonna be easier to do that but COVID is not allowing us to do that but zoom is allowing us to do that so you guys might be seeing some guests coming on the show in the upcoming episodes yeah Um, having some interesting topics so we're gonna we might break into that as well so we'll see what happens i think
0: that'll be really good too it'll add another layer to what opera black has evolved into
1: exactly you might have to do it man some people get tired of faces all
2: the time as beautiful as they may be
0: also too i just think in general it's kind of it's nice having guests and people who want to be a part of this but it's also really cool to watch the evolution because i think that I think overall, our podcast has gotten better. Like, I think our first season was a bit rough because we had
2: just started and we didn't really know what we were doing.
0: (laughs) But I think now, I think now it's gotten better. That's just my opinion, though.
2: That's right, that's right.
0: But depending on how you guys are watching this, so if it is through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow it, please, follow, share it. If this is on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. I'm pointing at you, subscribe and then if you want we have a twitter account you can follow that we have instagram what else do we have <laughs> i think that's have it facebook. Pardon?
1: yeah facebook we got a facebook account. we
0: have facebook that's what i forgot facebook so actually all those links if this is, if you're watching the podcast all those links are down below and if you're watching on youtube all the links are also in the down
1: bar so am i am i my main points black people we need to stop caring about changing individual white people's mentality if they are racist, if they're racist. It's not going to change.
0: Just work on ourselves.
1: We're about building an economic base. So this way when the racist shit does come up, it doesn't affect us financially because we don't work for them. We don't have to depend on them for shit. We can do our own. It's going to take three generations. So the black people I'm talking to now, you won't even get to enjoy it. But just know that after you dead and gone, you, you've you put your place in to change that mentality. Yeah. And um, for these lazy, these lazy bitches, go for work. Go for work. I miss Chopsin. Um, you
0: done? I'm done. All right. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Bye.